Good morning and welcome once again to MoneyWise with Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, your financial and retirement guide. Thanks for making us part of your morning. The mission of USA Wealth is to help you protect your family and protect your money. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of MoneyWise. Thank you for listening every week. We like to talk about subjects that will help you with your finances, with your family, things that will help you plan for a better retirement. And today we're going to talk about footballs. No, actually, we're not going to talk about footballs, but we're going to talk about inflation. And of course, we have a football scandal these days about whether footballs are inflated or deflated. Well, maybe I'm going to try to relate that a little bit this morning to footballs and inflation and your money. Let's see if we can come back to that subject, uh, Tony. Well, I'd like to start by introducing a special guest that I have on the radio show this morning. His name is Antone D. Candido, or better known as Tony Candido. Tony, by the way, is a graduate of University of Massachusetts. He majored in economics. That means he's a pretty smart guy. And uh, he just finished doing something fairly unusual. He just retired after about 40 or 42 years with a company called Precise, which used to be Titleist. It actually has a different name right now. But good morning, Tony, and welcome. Good morning, Ray. Thank you so much for being here. Now, what was the actual name of the company that you just retired from? Precise. 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 Um, I've been there since 1973. And you worked in a laboratory setting, didn't you? Yes, I test products. You tested products? Yes. So what kind of things did you test? Did you test Uh, rubber products? Seal rings. Seal rings. Basically, it's all seal rings. Oh, that's interesting. Now, were you there at the time that the shuttle uh, crashed in Florida because of the frozen O-rings? Yes, but it it was not us. Those rings didn't, didn't belong to us. It had nothing to do with Precise. <laughs> no, no. That was a tragedy for sure. Yes, well, I'm glad yes. that that had nothing to do with Precise and the jobs that you worked on in the laboratory. Or we probably would have a different conversation today. Yes, <laughs> Well, thank you very much, for Tony, uh, Tony, for being here. Now, something else interesting about uh, you, Tony, is that um, you were born where? Um, the island called Fayal. I came to this country in 1961 and uh, been, became a citizen, I think, in the, late, in the beginning of the 80s or late, no, late 70s. Okay. And me and my wife fell together. We did this. And... Um, and you are a U.S. citizen, obviously. Yes, yes. Yeah. I also know that you are a licensed insurance broker. You used to do work in the securities field as well, but you're not doing securities no, licensing no. work right That's now. That's a different animal. Well, why don't you give people a little introduction okay. if you want to. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Tony Candido. I am happy to be with you this morning. I am looking forward to, wor- to working with R- Mr. Ray Lance and staff at USA Wealth Group, helping our clients plan to protect their families and protect their assets. If we can help you and your family, please call us at 508-998-8858. Now, that's the English version. Can you say the Portuguese version also? Oh, caramba. Bom dia. Clients, um... Bon dia. Um, That's better than I can do so far. <laughs> <laughs> bon dia. Uh, 
Portuguese community, I can say that. And uh, o que a gente faz neste lugar que a gente tem, USA Wealth Group, a gente amostra tu proteger os seus haveres para as suas famílias. E se quer alguma ajuda, alguém português pode chamar para este telefone 508-998-8858 e pode chamar para o meu nome e dizer alguém se deixar o seu nome lá. Obrigado. That's much better than I can do, Tony. I started taking Portuguese lessons a number of years ago, but I had some schedule conflicts. Like and I it, was forced it. to discontinue my lessons. And but uh, but uh, thank you very much. And Tony is actually going to be working with USA Wealth Group uh, from time to time, helping us and helping particularly members in the Portuguese community with their financial needs, with their retirement needs. You know, Tony. Today, our topic that we're going to be discussing is the subject of inflation but not about footballs. We're going to talk about inflation and money. Um, I, I would venture to say that for people listening, you think, well, inflation, that's kind of a boring subject. Let me tell you how critical inflation can be. Our cost of living right now is quite low because interest rates are quite low and the economy is still doing poorly. So we're looking at probably um, almost a negative inflation at the moment. Uh, last year in 2014, the average inflation rate was 1.6%. All right, so why is that an important number? Why is it important that we know that inflation was 1.6% last year? Very simple, because if you have money that's not earning you at least 1.6%, and a lot of money in the bank isn't paying that much right now, for example, you're actually losing money because the cost of living or the cost of inflation is actually higher than what you're earning on your money. What does that mean? That means you could run out of money at some point in time, or the buying power of your money isn't as great as it used to be. But I'll also tell you that as recently as 2008, the rate of inflation was 3.8%. In 2006, it was 3.2%. Did you know, Tony, this is exciting news, in 1990, the rate of inflation was 5.4%. That's a pretty high rate of inflation. It is. Inflation will be coming back. One of the reasons that the Federal Reserve has not yet started to raise interest rates is because they're petrified about inflation. The minute they start raising rates, uh, the cost of living is going to continue to go up as well. So it's a real delicate balancing act that they have. Did you know that in 1979, the rate of inflation was 11.3%? 1980, it was 13.5%. And in 1981, it was 10.3%. So politics has something to do with it as well. I'm not going to quote any more rates on the rate of inflation except to tell you this. The rate of inflation is going to go up. What that means is that if you're not earning enough on your money, then you're in danger of running out of money, especially during retirement. So a gentleman named Sam Ewing once said, Inflation is when you pay $15 for a $10 haircut you used to get for $5 when you had hair. And, uh, gee, that might describe you, Tony. No, I'm not talking about hair. I'm talking about inflation. Right? We're talking about inflation this morning. Ronald Reagan said, Inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. So here's the problem about inflation that people need to understand. Real simple. Real simple. 
if you have fixed income, including Social Security or a pension, and if your income isn't increasing and inflation begins to rise in this country, which it absolutely will, when that happens, you no longer have the purchasing power on the same amount of money, which means it's going to cost you more for rent. It's going to cost you more possibly for a mortgage. It's going to cost you more for food, gasoline, you name it. So cost of living is something we really need to think about. And most people don't pay it. They think, well, all right, the gas prices are swinging up and down, and we know that's going to happen. But what I want to tell everybody is that you need to think about when you're planning for retirement or if you're in retirement, uh, even, Tony, as you now are, you need to think about inflation. Now, you've done some very good things, I know, with a portion of your money. You've put it into an indexed annuity. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit later and why that's a very important vehicle to help protect some of your retirement money from inflation. So uh, let's see if I can read this really fine, fine print. Inflation is taxation without legislation. It's called a silent killer sometimes because it creeps up on you and all you know is that, well, food starts to cost more money, milk and bread start to cost more money, um, but your income hasn't gone up. And inflation is when sitting on your nest egg does not give you anything to crow about. So there's a lot of interesting expressions, but let me give you an actual more classic definition of what inflation is. And this is right from the American Heritage Dictionary of the English language. It says, inflation is a persistent increase in the level of consumer prices or a persistent decline in the purchasing power of money and it's caused by an increase in available currency. Think about our government printing extra money. And credit beyond the proportion of available goods and services. And in short language, basically inflation makes goods and services more expensive and decreases the value of your currency and your money. So don't think that inflation will not impact you. It will impact every single person listening today. So right now, we happen to be living in a time when it's very low inflation. The Federal Reserve Bank keeps warning that they're getting ready maybe as early as September to start increasing rates. And it's really the borrowing rate. It's the rate that other banks can borrow money at. And we also know that interest rates on bank accounts are historically awful. They're really low. And they've been that way for quite a while. I had a situation recently, Tony, when... Um, I had a gentleman in my office who was an employee of a large regional bank. I won't mention the name. And I said, gee, we're just talking about your bank recently at a seminar we did. And on a one-year CD rate, the interest rate was one-tenth of one percent for a whole year. And I said, is it still that or is the rate higher? And he said, I'm really embarrassed to say it's still the same. He said, you can't even talk about the rates. They're so low. Those rates are lower than the rate of inflation. So if you have money sitting there, you're losing money. You're losing money. Losing money. Um, and people don't realize that. You lose money because of taxation, but you also lose <coughs> money because of inflation. I can justify to that. Yep. My annuity that I have last year, I had a great return, plus the bonus I had. I made $14,000 on my return. So I don't think no banks in the area or anywhere is going to give that kind of return. 
But I happen to know, because I helped you put that together, Tony, that you got a 10% premium bonus yes. when you put the money in there. Yes, uh, that's part of the, the So the you instantly 000. made 10%. 10%. But it was like 7 point something percent return right. plus the 10% bonus. And then you but made that, in, Yeah, then you made interest on top of that. Yeah, so... It was great. Fourteen thousand dollars, nothing to laugh at. <laughs> it's great the big big smile on that one. <laughs> yeah, well we're gonna sit down and readjust all of your numbers too as part of what you're doing with us to make sure that your budget is in order. You know, I say this all the time on the radio, ladies and gentlemen, but the most important thing anybody can do who's listening today is complete a budget. Because if you don't know what your expenses are, how do you possibly match that up against your social security, your pensions or any other investments or bank accounts you have. You have to be able to forecast one with the other. We'll be happy to give you that form. You know, uh, Tony, in our office, as you've seen, we have two other really important publications that I'd like to offer people listening today. Give our office a call, ladies and gentlemen, at 508-998-8858. We have one little booklet called Retirement Redefined, Make Your Wealth Last a Lifetime. And it basically says as you approach retirement, you need to work with an advisor who can help you shift from accumulating assets to how are you going to make sure your assets are going to last? How are you going to preserve those assets? And more importantly, how are you going to have some guaranteed income for the rest of your life? I'm going to suggest to everybody listening that uh, just as important, maybe even more important as accumulating money during your lifetime in saving, however you choose to save it or invest, you need to have a plan for how you're going to make sure that money's going to last during your lifetime. You know, we have this other folder, Tony, which is called Solving the Retirement Income Dilemma. Uh, these are free, by the way. If anybody would like a copy of one of these retirement income planning guides, give our office a call. There's no obligation to do anything else with us. We'd be happy to send you a copy. And uh, we'll be happy to send you a copy of a budget. So... Consumer Reports, a very respected name in this country, uh, recently did a, a very nice uh, book that I purchased. Uh, I've forgotten how I got it exactly. But they have a section on inflation as well, and it says uh, fixed income investments where gains come from paying interest, they don't have as much market risk, and they provide a cushion against like stocks and, and bonds and so forth but they can suffer from the corrosive effects of inflation. So, for example, if you are earning 7% in treasury bonds and inflation is running at 4% or 5%, your money is really only achieving a growth of 2% or 3%. So when you're thinking about what's a return on investment, you have to at the same time be asking, what's the rate of inflation? Because basically you're going to take your return on investment and you're going to subtract the rate of inflation. And that's really what you're net investment is well the inflation right now is in check quite it, low it's in check at the moment but that also is a reflection that that's a very good point that's a reflection of the fact that the economy is still doing not that well we see pockets here and there we see pockets where now there are real estate battles taking place in certain sections of the country where people are bidding higher for real estate properties but Basically, the economy really hasn't fully recovered from the hit that it took in 2008 and 2009. It's really slow. Um, some cities and some states are increasing minimum wage, and the question is that then causes goods and services to go up higher because you have to pay more people. 
Um, but it also pumps more money into the economy, you can argue, because it means that now people are going to have more money to spend. So it's a real delicate balance. But the economy has to improve. Employment still has to improve, uh, particularly in areas like Fall River and New Bedford, the whole South Coast area. It has to improve. And then what's going to happen very shortly is in order to try to help promote investment in the country, uh, don't forget a lot of corporations are still sitting on billions and billions of dollars in cash. They're sitting on the sidelines. They don't know what to do with their money. So once interest rates start to go up a little bit with the Federal Reserve, what that means, corporations might be now inclined to go out and spend more money, which is going to have a multiplier effect around the whole country, around the whole economy. What it also means, however, and people don't realize this, is if you're on a fixed income, when that happens, inflation is going to start to go up. So you can't buy as much with the same dollars. So the bottom line of all that is that you really need to think about uh, whether you're retired or getting closer to retirement. You need to make sure your money's going to last. You know, the average life expectancy is uh, much longer than it used to be. We're all living a lot longer, which is uh, really good news. So, Tony, how long would you like to live? Have you thought about that question? 120, that's what God said. Oh. Human beings should be able to live 120 years old. We have done a bad job with ourselves. We do. We don't take care of ourselves. That's right. We, our foods are contaminated yep. with foreign material, and that's why we need all this medicine to improvise. Sure. So what we do. I hate taking medicine, don't you? We have to go organic without any genetically modified foods. Hmm. That's, well, I believe that very strongly. I think we should have more community farms. True. You know, as one possible solution to Well, that. the big farms kill the little farmers. Yeah. I forgot that you have a lot of experience and knowledge working in that area as well with uh, Dr. Jim Freitas, yes. our, our chiropractor friend, yes. who's very much involved in uh, Because of my living. daughter. My yeah. daughter. We've known a few uh, couple of neurologists, doctors, known around the world. They're very famous for beginning stages of MS. Mm -hmm. And my daughter, we believe in a couple of years she'll clean the brain out of inflammation by going the natural way of but healing the body. Natural foods and organic yes. foods. We found another product from Africa. It's amazing, but this is will be for another time. Sure. To talk, we, we'll, you know, we but, should get Jim Freitas on the Yes, I think it would be fascinating because people lack knowledge just like they lack knowledge of concept how money works today. Yep. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tony Candido, who's our special guest this morning, actually introduced me to Jim Freitas, and um, he does some really significant things for healthy living that I think can benefit anybody. But life expectancy is really interesting. I did some uh, charts, for example. Um, I've got all kinds of formulas. If you want to know life expectancy, tell me your life expectancy. I'm going to tell you uh, the probability of how long you'll live. I'm going to tell you how much money you're going to need to have in retirement. Um, of course, what happens when you run out of money? Maybe you give up. I'm not sure. But anyway, so you expect to live to be 120. Yes. I expect to live to be at least 95. That's my target right now. Okay. But I'm also doing some very specific things to stay as healthy as I can. Amen. So That's the right way to do it. Good luck to both of us, right? Yeah, amen. 
Praise God. Yep, absolutely. Well, in any event, um, age 66, um, you'll typically have a life expectancy of another 20 years. So somebody who's listening right now who's age 66, according to statistical tables, you're going to live for another 20 years. If you're age 70, you're going to live for approximately another 17 years. Of course, some people are not, and some people are going to live longer. But those are statistical probabilities. So the average life expectancy for men, I think, is around 86, and for women, it's a little bit older, maybe 87. Anything we have beyond that, I guess, is truly a blessing, but how we get there is really important. So let's say you're 66, you're going to retire. You say, well, I've got 20 years I need to plan on for income. I want to know what your budget is. If you can tell me what your budget is and then show me what your social security is, your pension, your other assets, then I can tell you how long your money is going to last. I can put it in black and white. And you ought to have that kind of a roadmap. Everybody should have that kind of a roadmap. Some of the numbers are really scary about if you started at the age of 40, for example, and you said, you know, I need to have $50,000 to live on when I retire. Or better yet, let's say you need to have $5,000 a month to live on when you retire. Well, then you have to figure in inflation. And you have to figure in cost of living increases. But the amount of money you'd have to start saving at the age of 40 um, is staggering. The money you have to put away. You have to put away almost $5,000 a month at the age of 40. I was going to say that. In order to have enough money to live on. And nobody can do that. You probably end up, when you're 60, over $2 million you need. Um, Yeah, the formula actually shows about $2.6 million. (laughs) That's not practical for anybody. Nobody at the age of 40 who's raising a family or children, they can't put aside that kind of money. Unless you hit the megabucks. Maybe we should do a show on the megabucks. No. I've I've had clients win the lottery Mm. uh, before, and we helped them do some planning on how to not go out and spend all the money at one time and how to make it last. I'm not sure there's enough material there for a whole show. But even... Even wealthier people have to be concerned about inflation. So we're going to come back to footballs in a couple of minutes. Um, I do want to tell you that um, inflation is silent. It creeps up on us. We're going to find sometime later this year that the Federal Reserve will start to raise the rates. And the stock market will go all over the place. First, they're going to think it's a bad thing. Then they're going to think it's a good thing. And people are going to make money and people are going to lose money in the stock market even when that happens. One of the options we like to tell people about is to think about doing something like an indexed annuity. It's a fixed product. Um, It has great growth potential because you can tie in how much money you make to an index. So if you think, for example, that the uh, some of the indices that will go up, um, it can be the consumer price index, it can be the S&P 500 index, it can be the Schiller index. There can be indices that you can tie this to. So if you are in a product like a fixed indexed annuity, which has no principal risk, the principal that you put in can never go down. It can only go up. And if you got a bonus when you put the money in, that's, first of all, a great start. That's going to protect you against inflation. The second thing that it's going to do is that the actual return you'll get on top of that is going to be tied into an index, and the indices have been performing fairly well. And so we've seen clients make as anywhere from 6% as high as 20%. And that's not standard. Not everybody gets that high, obviously. I, I think that the people 
Go ahead. I think that people in the mid 40s should start thinking more conservative, put their money away. Mm-hmm. I do believe that, like uh, you just spoke about, index annuity would be a perfect idea until sure. they retire because they have an opportunity to have growth, protect their principal, and they don't have to worry about They can sleep at night. Yeah, and we can sleep at night also as uh, financial service professionals who show people how to do these products um, because you don't lose money. Tony, we're going to come back in just a couple minutes and continue a lot more specific information about inflation as a risk in retirement and what people can do specifically to um, protect against that risk because it's truly a real concern. And we're very pleased to have with us this morning Tony Candido. He just recently retired from Precise, I always get the pronunciation wrong, Precise after about 42 years of working there in the laboratory. And um, he's a smart man with a bachelor's degree in economics. And he's going to be doing some work with USA Wealth Group in our community. So, Tony, think some good inflationary thoughts and what you can do to protect against it. We're going to come back in a minute and just remind people that we're listening to USA Wealth Group. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Sunday morning and Saturday morning with USA Wealth Group. We broadcast now on two stations in the South Coast. We broadcast on WBSM, 1420 AM on Sunday mornings, and we broadcast on WSAR, 1480 on Saturday mornings. And wherever you are listening today in your car at home, thank you so much for listening every week to USA Wealth Group's Money Wise. Our mission is really simple. We have two specific things that we want to help you do. One, we want to protect your family. Two, we want to protect your money. That's our mission. Real simple, very straightforward. We're very open and transparent about everything we do. And we invite you to call our office anytime if you've got questions or if you'd like some of our free reports. The number is 508-998-8858. And by the way, we're located on Fonts Corner Road. We have some traffic issues to deal with at the moment, but those will go away eventually. And it's kind of fun to dodge all the little cones every morning because every single morning they're different. And you never know. It's very exciting to have a different road to travel every day. Welcome back, Tony Candido. It it feels like an obstacle course going to your office. You just have to go slowly, (laughs) but it's doable. And we're just north of Route 195, by the way, in the same road where the uh, Dartmouth uh, malls are located. And we're almost across the street from Vanity Fair. By the way, if you come to see us, the ladies in the office have these wonderful little discount coupons for Vanity Fair. So they're free. Come in our office, say hello, just say can I use your restrooms or can I pick up a free discount coupon? And uh, we're happy to help you. So anyways, let's come back to our topic this morning of inflation and especially inflation in retirement. You know, inflation is really a very simple concept to understand. Um, more money equals less value. That's the definition of inflation. So you may have a little bit more money, but it's not going to buy as much as it used to. That um, might seem to be a contradictory definition, but it's Really very, very straightforward. Henry Ford once said, it is well that the people of the nation do not understand our banking and monetary system. For if they did, 
I would believe I believe there would be a revolution before tomorrow morning. So the banking system is a tough system. Um, banks make money. Uh, individuals typically don't. And right now, unfortunately, I, you know, I don't like to knock banks. I deal with a number of banks. I have bank accounts and, and so forth, and you have to deal with banks in the banking system. But uh, there are some other interesting things you can do today. So one of the problems in um, retirement plans, ladies and gentlemen, and also for you, Tony, is that most people really underestimate what inflation can do and uh, will do to their budget. And I think my phone is still on noise, so I'm going to put it on vibrate. See, I asked you to put your phone on vibrate this morning, Tony, and I didn't do it myself. Yes, you did. You remind me. (laughs) Then you hear this little ding. You say, whoops. (laughs) But most people don't um, underestimate. uh, Most people underestimate inflation, don't really understand the impact that it has. Most retirement planners don't talk about inflation. And a lot of people use a default rate of 3%. But there have been many, many times um, in the last 100 years, the average un, uh, inflation rate since 1913 has been 3.3%, not 3%. That's the average inflation rate. Right now, we're about 1% or lower, but it's going to go back up again. And when it does, it's going to uh, wipe out and erode your buying power with your money. In the last, in the 20-year period between... Um, and the 20-year period ending in 1981 and the 20-year period ending in 1994, not that far away, uh, the average inflation rate was 6%. That's a, that's a pretty high number. So when you have periods of low inflation, inflation they're going to be offset at some point in the future, and that's where we are right now by periods of high inflation. You've got to build that into your budget. You have to build it into how you're handling your finances and how you're fa- handling your investments. So inflation is a very persistent thing. It will have a negative impact on everybody's budget, not just some people. It will impact everybody's budget in inflation and uh, retirement. And most people don't realize this because inflation comes on fairly slowly. It's a gradual thing. You know, you may notice that the price of certain goods in the supermarket is a little higher. But let me just ask this question. If you went to the supermarket today and you bought the usual groceries you buy, did it buy more than it did it cost more than it cost you to buy it last year? And the answer is almost always going to be yes. Yes. That's a really subtle Definitely. example of inflation. So we don't know whether it's going to be three percent in the future or six percent, but um, basically it's going to be higher. If you look at the whole history of this country in inflation, um, it's been something that people don't think about. Now, the average annual rate of reflation, inflation is going to change for everybody. Social Security is required by regulation and statute to give you a cost of living. Do you know what the cost of living was in 2014 from Social Security? 1%. 1.5%. Okay. 1.5% increase, and that pretty much matched what the inflation rate was last I, year. I can go to the old country with that. You could? Yeah. Um, well, if you believe that, you believe anything. I couldn't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, you know, what do you plan to do in retirement? Do you plan to continue to working part-time? I know you have a new career that you're embarking on, Tony, uh, helping people with their budgets and their finances. It's your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> uh, 
No, you actually have a really good background in this area, Tony. It's just why you know, I hope so. I, I'm hoping that in the Portuguese community, I'll be able to help people with their finances, make them understand money concepts, how it works, and I'm looking forward to do that. You know. Well, we are too. And uh, actually, with your background you had before when you were doing securities work with uh, oh, I understand stock brokerage a lot about that, yeah. and you had money under management, things yeah. like that. Now it's a little bit simpler what we're focusing on. We're yeah. focusing more on fixed products and things where you can't lose your money. But a lot of people in retirement plan to work part-time or have some kind of part-time source of income, and that's going to be more and more important for a lot of people. Um, most experts anticipate that we're going to spend a little bit less in retirement, maybe by 20%. So let's think maybe you're not commuting to work any longer. Maybe you're not using as much gasoline to go to work and uh, things of that nature, less wear and tear in your car. So maybe your cost can come down. But most people tend to continue the same lifestyle. So we're going to suggest when you meet with us some ways that you can maybe reduce your lifestyle a little bit and reduce your budget a little bit. Uh, I had a quick example. Um, I had a gentleman who was one year away from retirement at a very good salary. He was making about $130,000 a year of income, which is outstanding, excellent. But he hadn't saved a lot for retirement. And all of a sudden, he was just going to retire a year later and turn off that source of income. And I said, so how do you plan con to continue? What have you put aside in your 401k account for retirement? And he only had about fifty dollars or $60,000 put aside for retirement funds. And I said, you need to, even this last year that you're working, maximize. Put in your 21% that you can put in and at least tuck that money aside. Tighten your belt for this last year. You've got to do something to try to boost your retirement savings. So, yes, you can do even more at the last minute. Um, ideally, you start earlier. I came across a really interesting formula recently. We talk a lot on the show about the importance of starting early for savings. And, um, and then um, if you start early and do it regularly, you're going to have far more money than what you're going to need in retirement. We've seen actual examples of this, people working for Verizon, people working as teachers and putting some extra money aside in their 403B accounts. You can do that. So let's say if you're a teacher, uh, first of all, you want to get in touch with Peter Lance and, um, at Lance Family Agency and give him a call because he does a lot of work with teachers with Horace Mann. But any teacher who's working knows that eventually they're going to qualify for a state teacher's retirement pension. And Peter can show them how to go through that process. But just as importantly, they should start when they first begin teaching, put aside $25 a week, put aside $50 a week into a 403B plan and have it taken out of your uh, check every week. When those folks retire, they end up with two or $300,000 in their 403B accounts in addition to their state teacher's pension. And now what's happening with a lot of the uh, retirement systems is they have to work longer and they have to have more years of service in before they can take their full retirement. So you have to start early, but I saw an example recently was fascinating. A gentleman at the age of uh, 25 put aside $1,000 a year for 10 years and didn't put another nickel in, just kept investing the money. And somebody else starts 10 years later and they put in $2,000 a year uh, for 10 years and they're both making exactly the same return. The one who started earlier 
at the age of 25 and just only did it for 10 years is going to have far more money than the person who starts 10 years later and puts in $2,000 a year for 10 years. I do believe because <coughs> he used the dollar cost averaging by put, continuing contributing to the retirement plan. Mm-hmm. And that, because you're going to get a higher marker and a lower marker. Yeah, and the, well, the other thing is the basic compounding power of money. Yeah. The earlier you can start, the earlier you can do it regularly. So this conversation today is not just about retirement. This is also about younger people who might be listening. If you can put aside money at an earlier age on a regular basis and you form that very important spending habit, you're never going to worry about inflation. You're never going to worry about running out of money when you retire. Um, but inflation, um, as I said, is a serious concern. So let's talk about the indexed annuities a little bit more and how they work, because I personally think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Of course, me I too. Like both kinds. Ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so here's some, here's some uh, key points about how indexed annuities work. And they're especially useful to fight the problems of inflation. Number one, the principal is secure. The principal never goes down. Number two, the return that you make is not based upon markets going up and down like the stock market. It's not based upon market volatility. Number three, you can have an income rider with it that will give you guaranteed income for right for life. It'll also show you a hypothetical income for life. Um, number four, um, the income that you can receive can be set up in a way that's going to be tax-free, and we'll show that to you. Number five, it offers a hedge against inflation. Everybody's investment, everybody's portfolio, everybody's retirement plan should include something for annuities. Yes, you need to have money in the bank. You want some money for liquidity. You may have really enjoyed uh, playing with stocks and bonds and mutual funds. That's fine. Keep some money there if you like. But get more safe and get more conservative. And the annuity, above anything else that you can look at, is going to give you a guaranteed hedge against inflation. The account can also increase with a market going up without having any negative impact if the market goes down. Because periodically, that indexed annuity is going to lock into whatever level it had climbed to. Number seven, you can continue it for a spouse, whether it's an IRA or not. Uh, number eight, you can have access to your money on a very good basis. Most, almost every annuity in the country says you can take out 10% a year if you need to with no surrender charge and no penalty. Number, f- number eight or nine, I've lost my numbers. Uh, typically, your annual costs are going to be only about 1%, maybe 1.5%. But it's going to be fully disclosed. It's going to be fully transparent. If you buy other kinds of things, you don't know whether there's fees in there that aren't being disclosed to you or not, but you should always ask. And we're not going to knock any other products. I'm just going to tell you that indexed annuities can do a really good thing for retirement. You know, Tony, there's another kind of annuity that people can do, and it's called a single premium immediate annuity. So if somebody sits down and says, I just want to know I'm going to get X amount of dollars for the rest of my life. I have $100,000 I want to invest in this. Well, you can do a couple of things. One, you can put it into an annuity like this that has the bonus and perhaps get a 10% immediate bonus added onto your contract. Number two, maybe you want to let it accumulate for one year or two years or five years. 
And then you turn on the income stream, and we can show you actual computer projections exactly how much money you're going to be guaranteed for the rest of your life. And you remember that thing, inflation, that we've been talking about, Tony? Mm-hmm. All right, so here's what happens with inflation. You can have the income turned on at a certain point in time adjusted annually for inflation. So you don't have to worry about the borrowing power of that money going down. You can either take it as a straight number or you can say, no, I want a cost of living increase. So figure that into the formula when you're telling me how much money I'm going to be able to take out. And that's called an immediate annuity or a guaranteed annuity. And there's a lot of misconceptions about that. Well, what happens if I die? Does that money just go away? No, it goes to a beneficiary that you've designated. Um, you're always going to get the money back or some family beneficiary money's, uh, some family beneficiary member is going to get that money back. So we don't do any work with variable annuities because those require securities licenses. And it also means the account value goes up and can go down. And down. So we only like to work with... The principal is not secure. Yep. We like to work with fixed and indexed annuities where the principal is secure. So guaranteed pensions are important. Social security is an important part of the puzzle. For some people, it might be a reverse mortgage if they've got a lot of equity in their house and not much more. Um, We've helped by referring people on that and helping people do those kinds of things. But don't overlook annuities and take the time to uh, investigate them. So what happens to an annuity when you die? Well, most fixed uh, annual death benefits is simple. Um, Whatever the account is paid out, whatever the account balance is, it gets paid out to the beneficiary. If it's an IRA account and the person is married who dies, it's going to get rolled over as a spousal rollover with no tax consequences. And now the surviving spouse ends up with the rollover amount as a spouse and they can start a brand new annuity if they want, and they can start with a brand new bonus product if they want. And we've done that a number of times, and now you can even further multiply the value of the IRA. So if you put an a, a, um, indexed annuity inside of an IRA account, and you get your bonus, you make money, you die, it goes over to your wife, um, let's say. She can also take that amount of money, put it into a new annuity product, get a brand new bonus, and have an even larger amount for an IRA. Uh, We've done that a lot of times. But um, in general, your family is going to get the money, whoever your beneficiary is. And a lot of people don't understand how to do that. Uh, Almost any commentator you can read today, Tony, uh, talks about uh, virtually everybody ought to have some kind of annuities in their portfolio. And for many people, it makes... I think so, too. Yeah. Well, Because I I know the community, uh, Portuguese community, they... Love that security, that principle is protected, and they they would love that, something like that. That's uh, something I'm going to try to convince most of the Portuguese community. Yeah, well, certainly we can teach people about this because there aren't many places you can go today where you can have a principle guaranteed, where you can know that it's going to keep pace with inflation. And you have an opportunity to have some growth. You have some growth opportunity and you're not ever going to risk losing the principal. Amen. Those are always very, very important things. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's called an equity-indexed annuity. We've got a lot of material we can provide you on that. If you want some free reports, give our office a call at 508-998-8858 um, at USA Wealth Group. Make sure you continue listening to our MoneyWise program uh, every weekend morning. 
You know, Tony, recently uh, PBS, which is the public broadcasting system, they put a lot of great shows on. Uh, PBS NewsHour did a show on, and the topic was called an 8.3% return on your money guaranteed for life. That was the topic of a PBS show. PBS is a respected, trustworthy news program that we have on uh, public television. And um, they had a great lengthy discussion about guaranteed lifetime income annuities and interest rates that you could earn. If anybody would like a reprint of this article, I'm not going to try to go and uh, summarize this on the air. We're happy to do that. I do believe in the 80s that the annuity market got a bad rap. Everybody was talking bad about it. You know, this and that, high... uh, uh, well, I'll tell you why. Fees and this Annuities and have had a bad reputation sometimes in the past because people were in variable annuities. And a variable and annuity— And I think, I think that was the, one of the cases. That's the most important factor. Variable annuities are like being in the stock market. Yes. Because the account can go up and the account can go down. Yeah. Um, I like to work with something that's entirely safe and secure, which basically is— In today's, you know, in today's society, annuities. I think it's very important. You know, I was mentioning, uh, Tony, about PBS NewsHour. They also did a program uh, fairly recently. It was actually in February of 2014 called How to Protect Your Retirement If You Think Inflation Is Right Around the Corner. So let me ask you, Tony, do you think inflation is right around the corner? Most likely, yes. Yep. Somewhere along the line, they will be here. So do I. We've been at these artificially low interest rates now for, well, about seven years, really. And... It's good when you want to go buy a mortgage and take out a mortgage because the rates are still very low for that purpose. But when the cost of living starts to kick in again and inflation starts to kick in again, it's really going to hurt a lot of people in this country. Just think about the Middle East for one moment. If they were to cut off completely the oil market, what do you think would happen to our economy? Well, that's hard to say. It would certainly have a major disruption factor. The, the other problem is that Almost any kind of an event that takes place in the world today can have an impact on those kinds of investments. If we remember in Carter's time, look what happened in the Middle East. Jimmy and look Carter. what happened in Jimmy Carter, yeah. Sure. And uh, well, he, our he was, economy went kaboom. <laughs> I think Jimmy Carter is probably a really great man with great morals and great integrity, but I, I, I thought so too because he, he was very try to be honest as possible. Yep, and a lot of people didn't give him enough credit. No, um, I think what did him in was the uh, the yeah, oil thing and the then the, uh, the hostage situation. Well, people say, well, gee, in Jimmy Carter's time, the uh, CD rates in the bank went up to fifteen and sixteen percent, and so forth. Well, so did inflation. Inflation was up yeah. to seventeen, eighteen yeah. percent. So not everybody could benefit from that. And if you're on a fixed income during that time, that was a very painful time for our country. Those are among the highest inflation rates that we've ever had. So, ladies and gentlemen, inflation will come back. It may come back slowly. Or if all of a sudden events accelerate at the Federal Reserve, it could come back fairly quickly. Uh, If you're on fixed income or if you're looking at mostly fixed income sources when you go to retire, you need to do some things to hedge against inflation. And that's what this PBS NewsHour article is about, how to protect your retirement if you think inflation is right around the corner. It's written by a gentleman named uh, Louis Mandel, uh, an important commentator. He's also written an interesting book 
which I, I love this book. It's called What to Do When I Get Stupid. Don't you like the name of that title? <laughs> that amuses me. Anyway, um, he's uh, known for committing to helping baby boomers in particular have a financially secure retirement. And that's really what we're all about. That's what we do. That's why we do all the research and we do all the books that we read and go to all the conferences that we go to. You've got to keep up on these subjects. They're so important. So ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you this question. What have you done for your own inflation plan on your budget or in your retirement plan? What are you planning to do for retirement income? Have you been able to save a little bit of money? Have you been able to save a lot of money? You need to sit down and make sure you have a plan for how you're going to spend that money. You need to have a budget. We're going to help you put that together and give you a complete retirement plan. So uh, give us a call. Uh, Tony's now helping us as well and able to join us. And, uh, you know, Tony, I'm really looking forward to working with you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs in the office, too. We really do. Yeah, it started yesterday. We won't make any jokes about no, no. <laughs> people's hairlines or, you know, those are taboo subjects. We won't talk about those things. We won't talk about them on the air either, okay? No. Uh, ever again? Never. After today? After today. <laughs> Till next week. Well, inflation is something we all need to think, think about. Uh, bankers know that history is inflationary and that money is the last thing a wise man will hoard. It was Will Durant, a famous philosopher in this country. And a guy named Robert Orban said, inflation is the crabgrass in your savings. And think about inflation, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to our show this morning. Thank you, Tony, for joining us. We look forward to working with you at USA Wealth Group. Um, uh, first of all, I want to thank Mr. Ray Lenz for inviting me to the, this show. And we hope you have learned something that will help you to protect your family and your money. Please visit our website, USA Wealth Group, at Comcast.net. We look forward to help you and your family. Para a comunidade portuguesa, eu xalá que damos a chamada este número. Se precisa de alguma coisa em português, um, o telefone é um, 508-998-8850. Muito obrigado. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, when it comes to footballs, make sure you keep your footballs always fully inflated. When it comes to your money, make sure you protect your money and you have a plan that's going to protect you against the ravages of inflation. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next week on MoneyWise.